start this podcast off today with a little confession for you fellas you're gonna enjoy this so when my roommates moved in with me i warned them to lock their doors at night when they slept (laughs) i warned them (laughs) i love where this is going (laughs) i fucking warned them and the house that we just moved into there's no locks on the doors and i've been thinking about like oh that's gonna suck if something weird happens so Two nights ago, I go to bed. I remember going to bed. I wasn't too fucked up or anything. I was in a clear headspace or whatever. I go to bed. And <laughs> the next morning, I wake up to loud as fuck laughter at like noon. Yeah, I wake up at noon, whatever. But trash. <laughs> my roommate explaining to my girlfriend that at some point, I woke up and slept walked into their room and like pulled down my pants. <laughs> and full disclosure, I sit to pee. So I pulled down my pants and like looked at them and they're like, what are you doing? And I just like looked at them and I was like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then slowly kept pulling down my pants and sat down on their bed. Wow. Probably to take a piss. And like sitting there about you, to piss. Wait, hold on. And back up. Back, hold on. Nope. Back up. <laughs> you said you sat down probably to take a piss. So does that mean that you usually like your your natural instinct of when you were sleepwalking was to sit down to pee? So does that mean you usually sit down to pee? I just said that. I said okay. full disclosure. I sit to pee. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fucking weird. But all right. <laughs> it's more comfortable. <laughs> Give me a break. There's all less right. mess. You don't have to clean the toilet as often. It's just better. How so, <laughs> how hard do you pee? Oh, dude. I how gotta, is it messy? My prostate's healthy. Let's just say that. So right. apparently, I got karate chopped in the butt. And then she said, I looked back and was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you in here? Oh, like, why are you guys God. sleeping in the bathroom? Kind of thing. And wow. then I guess they just started laughing a bunch. Like, well, it, so my roommate said that he just thought I was like wasted and wo- like wobbled in there and pulled my pants on to like fart on them as a prank. And he was like, this is like weird, but kind of funny, I guess. Like, I don't like out of character, but so you must be like super fucked up kind of thing. But once he saw me like pull my pants on and just sit down on the bed they were like they just started laughing because they knew what was going on because i warned them and they said i just looked at them and just started going 
no, 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 no. And then like went in the bathroom and oh they said they couldn't, God. like they were like crying, <laughs> laughing for like an hour and they could hear me in the bathroom just going, no, no, no. Yo, dude, you were having a flashback to uh, <laughs> so, un- to, to one of your uncles, dude. This is the scary thing. This is the scary thing is it's not even close to the first time something like this has I was going to say, I've heard stories of you doing this before. You were with me camping where I sleep. Oh, I forgot about over that. to the other people's <laughs> camp and started peeing at their fucking fire as they were all out having Dude. a fire. Yeah, that's so funny. Because were you like <laughs> screaming Ryan with your eyes yeah. closed? Yeah, and started like peeing at these well, people's fucking fire. So some background to this story is, so we get to this camp, this camp spot up near Mount St. Helens and there's nobody in the campground at all. Like we're the only ones. And so we're fucking up until like three in the morning just getting hammered. Just screaming about conspiracies and shit just at each other. Just fucking literally like yelling at each other having conversation. Like, but we not were even the like, only ones there. And we yeah, were up so, to like three and no one else showed up. Yeah. So we go to bed at some point like at like three or whatever. And then I wake up in the morning. I'm chilling fucking getting stoned because we're out camping whatever fucking. So Raven comes out of the tent. And, and at that point I woke up in the morning. I was like oh there's people over there. What time did they fucking get here? Because it was at like nine in the morning when I woke up. And so. Raven gets out of his tent at some point and is just like, dude, I don't know if this actually happened or not, but like, and just explained the story that he just told about walking over to their tent or their campfire because they were up until like super late. And uh, yeah, just fucking That's was yelling of- Ryan because he was like, Ryan, like, what are you doing? Like, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan. And they're like, who the fuck is Ryan? Like, you're in yeah. the wrong campsite. Yeah. And what's funny is like they came over the next like. In the morning, we're like, oh, we're going to go, like, to the river or something or whatever. And, like, uh, can you, uh, can you like, watch our stuff? And, and, like, we're, like, super awkward to us. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. it was so awkward because like, we, ad- we didn't address the situation at all. No. <laughs> it was so funny. It's funny because, uh, so Raven hates seeing people on ketamine, like, for good reason. But okay, this kind of makes me think of Raven, like... The, 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 that's like ketamine shit. Yeah. <laughs> really? I think maybe that's my like... <laughs> Probably why you don't like that's it. That's my underlying hatred of seeing people like so dissociated because I have a fear of my sleepwalking. Yeah. Uh, You're like, why sense. would someone do that to themselves yeah. on purpose? That's so <laughs> yeah. funny, dude. Anyway. Wow. Well, get it, get fucking, for today. Yeah. Fucking Quaaludes! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that guy rules, dude. That guy rules. Uh, dude, yeah. Fuck I mean, that is a true Brooklynite. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's Peter Griffin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Peter Griffin's Rhode Island, right? Is that where Family yeah. Guy's based out of, I think? Rhode Island? Oh, yeah, but, he has, but I think they all have like a Boston accent. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because isn't Boston, like, super close to Rhode Island anyways? So, like, it's kind of all the same thing, right? Yeah, but I think that everywhere except Boston actually sounds normal. and (laughs) They just do that to sound different. Yeah, negative shout-out Boston, dude. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Speaking of sounding uh, dissociated and different while on a substance, apparently Quaaludes will make you do that. So let's talk about them. (laughs) Well, hell yeah. My name is Raven. Welcome to the pod. I am welcome, uh, joined by Micah and Ryan. Just in case you guys don't know who's doing the podcast, because I feel like we forget to say it every episode. True. Yeah. What's up, dude? My name's Ryan. We out here, dude. Fucking recovering from a weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of on a bender. Dude, yeah. I got hammered all weekend. It was 
fucking great, dude. Yeah, you hit that kid on that plane. Yeah. Dude. Oh wow. Oh yeah, Mike. I don't. I didn't tell you this earlier, dude. I almost punched a baby. <laughs> I don't Better shut you. that baby up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, first of all, okay. If you go on a plane and you have a newborn child and Fuck it's you. screaming the entire time, fucking do something about it. Don't fucking just let the baby scream and just try not. Don't even try to comfort it. Like, dude. Like, right. Just give it a quaalude. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, give it a little bit of whiskey. Give it a little bit of a Quaalude. And, dude, okay, we need to bring Quaaludes back for this reason. I feel reason. like in, in the 60s, when Quaaludes were around, you would just rub a little uh, whiskey or something on the, the baby's gums. Shut it up. Yeah, dude, Hands for real. Quaaludes. My parents did. Oh, yeah. Rubbed whiskey on my gums. To my mom had Bud Light in her sippy cup. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> Whoa. Her uncles thought it would be funny. That's fucking. That is, that is not funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Did <laughs> a baby hammer? <laughs> it's just Bud Light. Yeah. It's a good Wait, point. So what, what happened exactly? It's white beer. Uh, so I was on a it's plane. Just an awful plane ride. So I don't know why this is every for like the last like four times I've ridden on a plane. Uh, they the person next to me is or there's okay. So I always get to my seat and there's always somebody already sitting in my seat and I'm like, yo, like I got I that's my seat. It's a window seat and you must just go really late. Like no, get, I'm always, dude, I'm always the in the just... section. No. Okay, well, first of all, I show up to the airport like 30 minutes before my plane boards every time. It's always, <laughs> in, I mean. always in a rush. Yeah. But, dude, Solid I always move. make it through security Respect. in like three minutes. And then I go and get a water because I'm always fucking have crazy bad cotton mouth because I get stupid stone before I get on the plane. <laughs> and then, so I go get a water and then I go fucking wait by the, you know, by the gate. And they're always like, Oh, fucking veterans and people with newborn kids or whatever can get on the plane first. And I'm always like oh, section B or C or whatever because of where I sit on the plane. I always sit in the, like, the same spot on the plane every time. I don't ever switch it up. I don't know why. I just like it that way. Uh, so wow, I get so on the plane. Seems like you might have something underlying. Yeah. Kind of yeah. underlying mental. <laughs> first of all, it's called Stop. autism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It kind of sounds like OCD. Sitting at the same spot every time. Well, yeah. maybe autism. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I I get it. This happened every time, almost every time. So I get, go to my seat. There's someone sitting in my seat, and I'm like, "Excuse me, you're sitting in my seat, I think." And they're like, "Oh, well, like I'm already sitting here. Can I like just stay in the seat?" And I'm like, "No, it's the window seat. I chose the window seat for a reason. Fucking go fuck yourself." Get out of my seat. <laughs> so obviously I don't say that in that way, but I'm just like, no, like I want that seat. And so I get to my seat. There's a fucking uh, baby and a dude like sitting in the seat. And I'm like, yo, like that's my seat. Like, can I sit there? And he's like, oh, well, like it would kind of be better for me to like be in the seat because of the kid. And I was just like, dude, I picked the window seat. Like, come on, like just let me have my seat. And so he's like, okay, fine. And like, so gets up, whatever, lets me in the seat. And then like 10 minutes be- before like takeoff, he's like, honestly, it would be really helpful for like her, for the baby. Like she, she'll sleep if she's on the, in the window seat. Like, and I was like, fine. Like, I just don't want to hear a baby screaming the entire time. So I was like, whatever, fine. I don't care. Fuck it, whatever. So we switch seats. I take the aisle seat. The entire flight, this baby's screaming. <laughs> Literally doesn't sleep one time. And I was just like, yo, like, 
I've never been so close to punching a baby just straight, <laughs> just straight up just looking over and just be like, ah! like, like not even the not even the dude who's just letting his baby scream just well, punched so the, the fucking fucked up baby. thing is it's not his baby it was his it's so it was the brother of the baby and the mom was sitting in the row in front of us with another newborn baby she must have had a, like two babies like back to back like Jesus They're and so she, them out. and that baby wasn't screaming at all and so the fucking mom doesn't do anything the entire time the dude barely does anything the entire time. And I'm fucking furious, just like, I want to punch this baby in the face with my right hand and then swing around and then give this lady a fucking left hook from behind, dude. I've never been so, like, wanting to be violent in public, like, ever, dude. Or really, in general, I was just dude, like, yo, dude, planes people can turn are about to get these hands, dude. Planes can turn a person. Oh, uh, yeah. Quick. This is the first time I've experienced it. I feel like it can make you go fully animalistic and just fucking angry. It's funny because yeah. Cam, Cam is like one of the sweetest, nicest people I know. And my sister is usually kind of sweet and nice too. But like she got really upset with it the one time that uh, on the airplane there was like this, this baby just crying and crying and crying so much that uh, I guess like towards the end, like the mom had been like telling people around like, I'm so sorry kind of thing. Like I, I really, I'm so sorry guys. Like blah, 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 that kind of thing. And Cam just puts his, like, fingers in his ears and makes, like, a crazy face, like, in front of her, like, ah, like, this shit hurts so bad. <laughs> my sister is Whoa. so upset to this day about it. She's Holy like, shit, he made dude. me so uncomfortable by doing that. Wait, did he scream in the baby's face? No, he, like, like he acted, like, in front of the mom when she's saying sorry. He acted like, ah, oh, this shit hurts my ears so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Damn. fuck this baby. Dude, hell yeah. Fucking oh, Cam rules, dude. <laughs> <laughs> After this experience. Experience, I agree 100% with him for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm the I mean, same it's, it's kind of different though. Like, if you're like actually trying to do something, you feel bad about it, then it's like, I get that. Like, obviously, you don't want this baby to be screaming, but this fucking dumb bitch of a lady just fucking <laughs> <laughs> didn't do anything the entire didn't apologize, time. Did, no, she just also, sat there if you like, have it was a like, baby, just don't fly. Whatever kind of I fucking know. vacation or travel you're yeah. trying to do, I don't care. Just don't do it. Don't, you I, you yeah. chose to have that fucking baby. Don't inconvenience other people. I would with say your if like uh, like a newborn baby, like if it's like a year old, like that's kind of acceptable, like because at that point it's like gotten used to being alive for a little bit. But like a new <laughs> this this baby was like, or if you had like a pocket full fucking, of quaaludes, just give him a like a little bit, you know? Yeah, little, exactly, dude. Just fucking pull give, a Cosby. Wait, so can't, can we just like <laughs> we'll Xanax our that. kids like we do our dogs on Fourth of July? Yeah, you should. If like you're listening airplanes. to this and you have a baby that screams in public, give it quaaludes. There, are, <laughs> there is no other option. Give it quaaludes or fucking kill yourself. Actually, I think there's only other options now. <laughs> yeah, there are only other yeah. options. Well, yeah. So, so let's talk about quaaludes. Quaaludes, known as quaaludes or ludes or disco biscuits. <laughs> so Wait, disco biscuits? Yes. Yeah, dude. Again? All right, we'll talk. Yeah, so, so yep. yeah. this was the OG disco biscuit. This dude. is the OG oh, so this is disco biscuit. Yep, yep. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. Do you guys know about the band, the disco biscuits? I do no. know about the band, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Soaps, mandrakes, <laughs> mandy, or, or mandy's in the UK. Wait, and they call MDMA mandy. Yeah. Well, dude, this is... Dude, okay, MDMA culture just stole the culture of quaaludes, dude. Kind of. I guess so, yeah. Quaaludes were the party drug when they were around. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. If you, it, I think if people had the option between MDMA at the time or quaaludes, they would have just done the quaaludes. Yeah, totally. Damn. Quaaludes is <laughs> just the brand name for the chemical methaquaylone. Nice. Dude, no, you fucking so did bad. it, dude. Fuck. Yeah, methaquaylone. Methaquaylone. <laughs> 
Yeah. Methoqualone is a sedative and a hypnotic drug. A hypnotic drug is a drug that typically is prescribed to people with insomnia to produce uh, induce sleep. It's the first time we've talked about a hypnotic drug on the podcast. Damn. Hell yeah, dude. I just... I didn't even think about that, actually. It's a good point. I... Didn't know that hypnotic drugs were a thing until researching for this podcast. Yeah, I didn't Wait, know it really? was like a classification. Yeah, it just it's like what I just think of hypnosis. So I think yeah. I would have thought it was funny if I heard it before. There's this one called like chlorohydrate, I think. Huh. It was like a, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It just it's <laughs> I just can't get that mental image out of my mind. It was like someone with a little claw, <laughs> pendulum. yeah, like a little pendulum <laughs> trying to hypnotize you. But here's a quaalude. <laughs> you will take quaaludes. <laughs> you are a chicken. There wasn't ever actually hypnosis people. They were just dosing people with quaaludes first. <laughs> Damn, that's a good point. Actually, just a mixture of quaaludes and LSD. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yo. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so when it comes to myths surrounding quaaludes, I feel like it's the one drug that we're covering that there are not a lot of myths. Yeah. For the most part, when you listen to people's testimonials that talk about how they used to use quaaludes and stuff like that, it's fairly accurate. There's not like any like, oh, it'll give you brain holes or it, it, people are like, no, it fucks you up. It has like, did they talk about the different levels of the amount you take like you take one it's gonna feel and you you push through the sleep it's gonna feel like slightly like drunken or whatever you keep taking them and you start getting more slurry and then you end up getting super just reckless i feel like but no one ever exaggerates it to a point that would create a myth right talk about it super accurately i I guess really the only myth of it i guess it's not even really a myth but it's just like just it's just a legend now at this point it's just a legendary drug yeah, I agree. It's a, it's, it, it's a mythical drug at this point, essentially. <laughs> it's a mythical drug. <laughs> um, so the, I think the Jordan Belfort, the, the reason why most people know of Quaaludes, I feel like the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. says that Jonah Hill did a very, very good interpretation of what Quaaludes actually feel like on yep. Wolf of Wall Street. He said it was, like, identical. Yeah, and the uh, especially the, it was the scene where he was talking about Steve Madden, uh, the shoes, <laughs> the company, because they were trying to decide of, like, what their next step was for, uh, for uh, like, business and stuff, like, for, like, stocks and shit. And uh, so... Do you think there's uh, any step puns? Because <laughs> they're a shoe company? What's their next step? Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, probably. But I guess so, like, the, the the meetings that they would have is they would just get as fucked up as possible because they wanted to have, like, an open mind, like, like nobody holding anything back, like, just spitting shit out. So they would just get fucked up and, like, take a bunch of quaaludes and shit. And I guess, like, Jonah Hill, the dude who it was Donnie fucking, I forget his last name, but uh, one of uh, Jordan Belfort's friends who's actually named Danny, who he's talked about. And so... The, in the fucking film, Jonah Hill is, like, just fucked up, like, sitting in a chair, just all fucking, like, looted out and shit, which is a t- common term at, at that time, getting looted yeah. out. And uh, was just, like, getting up all slow-mo. was just, like, deep, mad, <laughs> Just slow as fuck. And uh, apparently, yeah, that's how quaaludes uh, feel. Yeah, so allegedly <laughs> at high doses... There can be things like memory loss and and stuff like that. So it, people explain them very similar to barbiturates, even though I, it's not a barbiturate. 
Right. So it's just, you know, it's just a very, it, it, they're very strange drugs because obviously they're there to help with sleep and things like that. So it just kind of slows you down and you have to push through the sleep the same way. Oh, what's that? What's that drug that they're recently banning? That's also a sleep medication that people did it with. Ambien? Ambien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like it, Ambien is kind of the new Quaalude. But Ambien is one of those weird ones where, like, like Xanax, Valium, and, like, all the benzos we know of nowadays all act pretty similarly, right? But, like, Ambien is just weird. The shit yeah, that because people do. Right. It, it, well, Same with Quaaludes. Ambien True. is prescribed as a sleep medication. Yeah. So people take them, and then they try to push through the sleep— and then do weird shit. It's not even people that try to do that on purpose. That just happens. Uh, like yeah. people try to take Ambien to go to sleep, and then they go and they get on an airplane, or they go and they drive their car like yeah. thirty miles down the road, or they get naked, yeah, and right. eat everything in their fridge. I've yeah. definitely I've heard of comedians who have an Ambien prescription talk about being like, "Yeah, I drove my car on Ambien on accident. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. It's so sketchy." Dude, yeah, it's yeah. I've only heard like sketchy stories about Ambien. I haven't really heard any like positive stories. Like, dude, I get so much sleep. It's always like weird shit happening. Oh no, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. One of those. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that video of the dude on the airplane. Like, it's like a recent. It's a recent video, and he like is half asleep. You can tell, but he starts to light a cigarette, and like, (laughs) and the person, like the flight attendant, comes by and she's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" And he gets like so upset, like scared, because he's like he didn't realize. Yeah, I do remember it. that. Yeah, and a lot of people commented, being like, "Bet you anything that was ambient," because that's the right. type of shit it would make you do. Yeah, like, totally. Fully think you're awake or asleep, but yeah. So, methoqualone was first synthesized in 1951 by an Indian chemist. Well, two Indian chemists named Indra Kishore Kakar and Said Hussain Zahir, but they were trying to develop a drug to treat malaria. Turns out <laughs> it would never be used for that. <laughs> right. Uh, so that was in 1951 when it was first synthesized. In yep. 1965, methoqualone would be mixed with an antihistamine and sold under the brand name Mandrex in Europe as a sedative. So they quickly just started using it as a sedative. It never was used as anything other than that. And one thing to mention about Mandrex is it's actually a combination drug. It's yeah. Uh, 250 milligrams of methoqualone and 25 milligrams of diphenhydramine. Yeah, which is the antihistamine. Yes, yeah. exactly. So also in 1965, a Pennsylvania com- company named William H. Rohrer, Inc. would start producing the brand we all associate the drug with, combining the words quiet interlude, interlude, into the word quaalude. Lude. Lude. Yeah, dude. Pretty fucking sick. Pretty sick so name, honestly. Yeah, it's really funny. It's weird that they added two A's, but it's a yeah. funny word. It's Maybe honestly it's because a funny of word. the the way it slows you down. It's like quaalude. <laughs> quaalude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's because it is from the quinazoline family of drugs, probably. Oh, there's not two A's in there. What is the wait? What is that? The quinazoline family. I don't know. They're just alkaloids. These quinazolones. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Because they, they said they named it that. To They were combining the words quiet interlude. Yeah, that's what I read as well. I think that's silly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pharmaceutical companies are silly little guys. Just doing silly little things. Just silly willies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it was around this time in the 1960s and 1950s that people described the world as going through a sedative boom, which I think is really interesting. Like, what does that say about the time that sedatives were on the rise and being insanely... They, they were one of the most prescribed medications were sedatives at this time. Yeah. So gave an easy trajectory for the Quaalude brand as a, as a you know, to gain their success. True. True. Uh, in 1978, Roar sold the rights to manufacture the Quaalude to the Lemon Company. Shout also out Lemon. A Pennsylvania company. Two M's. They, Wait, w- did they make shitty cars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, Wait, they made what? the Lemons. The they lemon made shitty cars? I'm so confused. Is that, is, are you being serious? Yeah. What about what's what's the lemon car, dude? <laughs> and th- so there's confused. a th- okay. So there's a thing called uh, the lemon law, where if a car manufacturer, if you buy a car from a car manufacturer and it like the engine breaks, I th- or, or something like it has a catastrophic failure, a certain amount of times in a certain amount of time, then it's considered a lemon. Like I think even the title, there's like an actual word. A, a, a mark that they put on the title that says it's a lemon and that manufacturer has to pay you back for the car. Interesting. Yeah, California actually enacts it and Oregon doesn't. <clears throat> Oregon doesn't have a huh. lemon law? I don't think so. Were you looking yeah. into it because your Volvo keeps breaking? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that kind of seems like a lemon flaw. Yeah, <laughs> when life gives you lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Sue a car company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, All right, that's interesting. So it was... Being produced starting in 1965, but in 1978, yeah, 1978, Roarer sold the rights to the Lemon Company, the one that uh, I feel like most people know that were taking Quaaludes were from the Lemon brand. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But they commented on their sale of the company, stating that it only accounted, Quaaludes only accounted for 2% of their sales but created 98% of their headaches. And this is because at the time, the abuse was so on the rise, people taking it, and it wasn't just from people taking quaaludes and doing crazy stuff. It was a lot from people taking quaaludes and then alcohol and then getting into accidents, like car accidents or other kind, like falling downstairs and dying. And so they had a lot of issues with it. So they completely sold the company or it sold the, rights to manufacture the Quaalude to a different company because they didn't want anything to do with it. Which I feel like is the first time we've really covered a company doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think of... I don't remember us talking about any other companies or I don't know any other companies that have done that. Or like, think, do of, that. think about like the Xanax company that uh, if they were to just sell it because rap has talked about Xanax and people would yeah. use Xanax constantly. Or like Oxycontin and shit. Yeah, like the, yeah. Uh, many other companies well, would lean. just keep selling it right. if it's popular. Uh, well, they didn't sell it. The uh, they just stopped manufacturing it. Well, they sold the rights to manufacture it, so they weren't. Go- well, well, no. Uh, we're as t- as they said in as they said in the quote, no, Quaaludes. no. That's what that's what Mike had just said. Oh, with lean. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah. is that uh, they they just stopped manufacturing lean. I think they it's funny actually- because the Roarer company clearly didn't care about people's well being as they didn't just stop producing it. They sold the rights to someone else. Yeah. Like here. here you deal with it. You deal yeah. with the repercussions. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, fuck those guys, dude. <laughs> yeah, actually, right. not, actually, you know what? No, those, not fuck those guys because Lemon ended up making it the best Quaalude to ever be taken. Really? So, yeah, that's what that's what people say, especially Jordan Belford. He says something about the Lemon 714. 
is uh, that's the stamp that they put on their Quaalude was a 714. Yeah. And the, he said that those were the best Quaaludes ever. Like, there was some thing that made them just special. Like, because some other Quaaludes, like other brand, I guess with the Roar Company, would make them like, I don't, you would just get super tired off of those and you'd have to fight through it. And then uh, some other Quaaludes, like, well, I guess, I don't know. I feel like I remember him saying some other Quaalude, maybe it was just like, uh, an illegally like made one uh, would either be not strong enough or something like that. But anyway, some something about the lemon quaalude is like the perfect mixture of like getting you fucked up and like not tired. And interesting because that was the thing about the quaalude originally is like it well not originally but like it would it's a sedative it would make you go to sleep and so but to right. get fucked up from a quaalude you have to just fight through like the fifteen minutes of like falling asleep and then you just get wicked fucked up. Yeah, I think that's why people do cocaine on it. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's totally. commonly mixed with cocaine. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is we haven't really talked about the dosages. So the Quaalude brand was 300 milligrams that when produced by lemon. Right. A, a, a lethal dose of the, the Quaaludes is around 8,000 milligrams. But <laughs> Which is nuts. But mixed with alcohol, as little as 200 milligrams, which isn't even a full pill, could cause you to go into a coma or something. Like, it, it could cause serious health problems mixed with alcohol. Yeah, a lot of people report that if you do quaaludes with alcohol, you just get wicked fucked up. Like, I know someone yeah, who... Yeah, you can go into a coma. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know someone who... That's just so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I know someone yeah, who actually tried a lemon 714. Right. Uh, first time ever doing a quaalude. Tried one and drank a six-pack of beer and got fucked up. But he said it was the best drug ever. Like, he was like, this is the best thing ever made. Damn, he just instantly drank on it. Yeah, well, dude, he was fucking young, didn't know. Oh, so that's it's honestly an what dude? most people do yeah, when they maybe. get it nowadays. Because it's still, you can still get it. It's just never going to be something that was produced by a pharmaceutical company. Sure. Well, right? at least over here yeah, in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but people can buy it. Like they can order the chemical methoqualum on the internet sometimes and, and get it. And every time I've read Reddit reports of people doing it, they always say, and I have one friend who did try it, that they, like, tried everything with it. Interesting. Like, you get it, and you try it with alcohol. You try it with nitrous. You try it with cocaine. You try it with weed. <laughs> yeah. I bet quaalude with nitrous is wild. Or quaalude with ketamine. Ooh. Or LSD, yeah. like I mentioned earlier. Apparently, mm. quaaludes were very fun. Even Jordan Belfort, who's been sober for 20 years, the Wolf of Wall Street guy, he said in an interview... The guy was like, okay, so if I handed you a Quaalude right now, would you take it? And he was like, well, no. I would go in the bathroom and I'd make myself vomit. And then I'd give myself an enema. And then I would take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Even in the, <laughs> in the Wolf of Wall Street movie, it's portrayed as like when they got the, the lemon Quaaludes, uh, they never had tried them before. And so they freaking made sure they like had an empty stomach like didn't eat all day and then both did an enema uh him and fucking donnie or danny in real life uh yeah and they fucking they got wicked fucked up <laughs> but they, they also took a bunch of them because like they said they'd been sitting for a while because this was in i think 94 or something like that 93 i don't remember exactly what year but it was like well after the quaalude became like illegal or not made anymore right and so he said that they built up some sort of, uh, like, fucking layer on the outside or whatever that made him, like... Uh, Ooh, like a film? Like, 
Uh, yeah, but uh, made made it to where it was like it didn't release for like a while, uh. and so they took like one, and then they were like <laughs> that moldy extended release, <laughs> dude. Exactly. Uh, so they took they took one, and they were like. I don't feel anything. So they started like running on the treadmill and working out and shit. They're like, maybe it just needs to get into our metabolism or we need to get our metabolism Such going. Such shit. And, dude, I know. Yeah. And there's still nothing. And so they took like just a bunch more and then fucking all of a sudden got wicked fucked up. And that's the Dang. scene in Wolf of Wall Street where they, um, where he's at the country club and he's on the phone and all of a sudden he just gets, he just can't talk. And yeah. he tries to drive his car back to his house and has full memory of being like, oh, dude, like, I fucking, I just went super slow. I didn't hit anything, dude. I got there perfectly. His car is just destroyed. Dude, yeah. I guess, like, <laughs> yeah. cops showed up to his house and were like, have you been, like, I guess he was, like, in his bed sleeping or in the bathtub or something. I don't remember exactly what. But uh, the cops showed up and they were like, have you been driving? And he was like, not at all. And goes outside and his car is just destroyed. Well, a- another thing that he says that is very interesting to me is he said... He would wake up, I think, at 5 o'clock in the morning every day. Because someone asked him, oh, how did your wife feel about your drug use? And <laughs> yeah. he said, I would wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and do several quaaludes and just get wicked fucked up and just, like, wander around the house and do, like, weird shit. <laughs> yeah, he said he'd and wake then, up in the morning and take four quaaludes at 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah, and he said <laughs> by the time his wife woke up, he was dead sober again. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, that's the experience that people say with quaaludes is that within a couple hours you are dead sober yeah exactly yeah really well i'll go Kinda into depth about <laughs> yeah i'll go into depth about jordan belfort and all that dude because he's fucking dope yeah so i'll just wrap up the history it, in 1972 quaaludes were the most commonly prescribed sedative in the u.s and the uk and this was f- largely in part because people were abusing them uh, and to the point where the pharmaceutical companies had to do like conferences with hospitals and being like, you need to observe if people are abusing these, trying to show them how to see if someone's abusing them kind of thing. So they, they yeah. tried to do the right thing a little bit, I guess, hopefully. Right. But, but they were made illegal in the U.S. and the U.K. in 1984 due to a rising death toll from people mixing them with alcohol and getting into car accident or cocaine or whatever and get it wasn't a death toll from people overdosing on quaaludes necessarily it was from when people mix them and abuse them they were getting they were just causing damage to themselves yeah. and all around like we talked about with the car scene in that that movie it was yeah. probably real it's like people thought that they were being safe oh yeah just completely well, what, 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 he says there's like a drooling phase where you're just drooling on yourself. And- <laughs> yeah, he, he describes it in like four phases. There's like the, the tingly phase, which yeah. is like the first phase, which only lasts like 15 minutes. And then uh, I don't remember what the second and third phases are. Uh, like the third phase is definitely like the drooling phase. And then I think the fourth phase is like, I don't know, just being He said actual being up. a baby or something. He's like, it's like a baby phase where you just revert to being like a toddler or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. remember exactly what it was, but yeah, he's yeah, he's funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. His life is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, so that's when they became illegal. And so now to this day, they are still illegal. You can't buy them except for maybe, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, so the thing is with how quaaludes are nowadays is because, uh, they're not made by a, like a company, but you can still get them like off like the, you know, the black market and stuff like that. And the thing is though, I've read a lot of that, like people don't, that they're not like 
that good compared to the original ones just because they're being made in like China and shit. And it's just like not being <coughs> made. I don't know. Whoa, dude. That's just what I read online, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means or why why being Chinese made would be shittier uh, compared. <laughs> okay. I, I'm saying I don't know why, but that's what people say apparently. Because so. they used uh, to be made in America. Right. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> good old god loving god fearing pennsylvania america yeah, dude it, it, yeah we didn't mention that earlier it was made in uh that was the company it was based in pennsylvania so yeah i mentioned it oh uh, did you mention it i, I yeah you weren't listening well, it's fine shout out, shout out <laughs> to fucking liberty bell dude <laughs> shout out shane gillis dude he's from pennsylvania <laughs> uh, oh god i just thought of it's uh, always sunny how the gang ca- cracked the liberty bell oh dude that's a fucking great episode it's a great dude. episode yeah. All right. But anyway, just spitting on fucking rickety cricket's face. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I listened to a thing. So I listened to their podcast and he was on and he said he wrote that script for that episode or he wrote the episode or whatever. And they're like, so you wrote yourself getting spit on into the episode. He was like, yeah, like I didn't want to, but I knew it was going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That show's the best, dude. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. But, Sorry for derailing. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. I'm I'm fucking chilling hard. Uh, so I just want to like briefly just one thing we didn't really mention that I do want to mention is back in like the day, like in like the 60s and 70s, why it was so popular is because doctors were literally giving it out like candy and like you could get it prescribed from a semi-legal stress clinic and you wouldn't even have to go see an actual doctor and get it prescribed. Like literally they were just giving out prescriptions like crazy. Damn, so this I wish there were up- still stress clinics. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be sick, that'd be dude. Great. Dude, a Quaalude den. <laughs> that'd be so sick, dude. It's people yeah. drooling on themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah so the reason uh, why they became super popular and used and just became abused a lot is because of this, is because the doctors were just giving them out, like, without even thinking about, like, the repercussions or, like, whatever. And so in the 60s, they ended up actually being, like, super popular in the hippie uh, culture, which was interesting to me i didn't really read any reports of like hippies using them and stuff it just said that they were like used a lot in hippie culture which is just funny for me to think about of like damn i wonder how many times like people like mix that with acid and like how that would feel because people i feel like it would feel great yeah people say quaaludes like the best and so i'm sure it would just probably get rid of like any anxiety you would feel you probably take like fucking a 10 strip and then a quaalude and just feel insanely good yeah i feel like it would just yeah you wouldn't have any anxiety there yeah they're funny for me to think about. I feel like they're um, they're like a slow mo pill. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And so it's almost like like mixing probably like mixing ketamine with like LSD, except for ketamine's more dissociative. Right. So, but I don't know. I've never done ketamine, so I couldn't really like say that. So I don't know, Micah. What do you think? I would say yeah. I mean, honestly, it makes me think more of DXM. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't last nearly. <laughs> it's like. A- only yeah, like Quaaludes only last hours. like a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, it says six to eight. But really? I don't know. I, I've heard from... Well, the Half-Life is like 20 to 30. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, it's not going to be like DXM that it lasts like that. I'm just saying like physically, I feel like ketamine and LSD is a like instant stupid. You're just going to be laying there with beautiful visuals and stuff. Yeah. And not, not being able to think very well. And then... This with LSD, I feel like you would actually have like, you'd be walking around doing shit, just very, very fucked up. 
Interesting. Like crab walking. And <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe whipping your penis out when you're pulling a fucking tubing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that guy we saw in King's Theater in New York. I know. <laughs> maybe well, I mean, he was on lewds and acid. LSD does Damn. that to you already. Like, it makes people like weird animalistic, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. So you add quaalude with that. And I don't Damn. know. It'd probably just get weirder. Dude, you probably get horned up as fuck, dude. Cause, I know. Like, a that's lot of people, that's why like, like orgies drug. happen all the time on like LSD is because people just get so animalistic. They're just like, ah, I just got a fucking shit. And like, that's probably what they say, dude. Word for word, dude. They're probably out at Burning Man and they're just like, I just got a fuck. And then there's just a fat Show orgy. Show me your bowl. <laughs> dude, yeah, probably, probably NASCAR too. Wait, dude. so do you think that in yeah. an orgy like that, where there's like, when, when, you, when you get invited in, do you think that they make you like shit first? That's a good question, actually. I don't know. I feel like that's a good question. Like before you're allowed in there, there's probably there's probably a separate tent just for enemas. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) an enema tent, dude. I don't know. I have a buddy who used to go to Burning Man all the time and would talk about orgies and stuff. And I I got asked him questions about all that. Ew, Sandy orgies. I don't. Well, I don't know if he was involved or not, but I just know he's like said that there was like orgy tents and shit. Some SpongeBob shit. Oh yeah, there's an official. There's an official orgy tent at Electric Forest. Hell yeah, dude! Shout out rules to it. There's actual. Of course there is. Yeah, like gotta uh, be. There's weight limits. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember seeing that tent, and it specifically said on the rule sheet, Micah not allowed. Yeah, <laughs> we, he's on the no fly list, dude. I am. Wiener's too list is small. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny he's too small he's too fat uh, <laughs> you know, it mentioned your looks a lot they said ugly bitch <laughs> that's fucked up uh, yeah sorry was a little rude. you should go pop raven in the face real quick dude. just give him a little one too just like I did to that baby <laughs> anyway so we're talking about sexual uh, that sexual feeling uh, if we're talking so, about sexual feelings should we talk about how uh, maybe a little all cops or bill happened. We'll talk about that later. I okay. want to talk about disco first. Dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so yeah. So okay. So I have a theory. For, so first of all, uh, disco. So it became p- super popular in the disco scene, and that's why our disco biscuit came from is because everyone was popping lewds and fucking just dancing their ass off at clubs. And I would so, love to see that. Just people like slow mo dancing. Dude. Kind of. Yeah. Just lethargic <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it's it i had to imagine that it was probably amazing because especially like the studio 54 era of like disco and everything this is being fed by quaaludes right so, and a mixture of cocaine because i was just thinking yeah. it had to have been very slow like they think they're going fast paced and discoing but it had to be very slow but maybe mixed with cocaine yeah keep that energy up Pro- i would ass- i have to assume yes like yeah there's yeah, I have to assume yes. Yeah. But so the interesting thing about this is juice bars became super popular. So juice bars are non-alcoholic like dance clubs. And oh. uh, so those were established because people like so you, it, it was a safer like way to make sure that people weren't drinking and doing quaaludes. Oh, I think it's because people wanted to fuck 18 year olds. Oh, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. No, yeah, it was probably like an 18 and up thing. kind of. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I didn't think <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, so these juice bars were made so people could go and just go to a club and dance and do whatever and then like just take quaaludes and shit and just dance their ass off and not drink alcohol. And the clubs don't have to worry about people getting like fucking too fucked up from 
the mixture of quaaludes and alcohol and stuff. And so that became super popular. So my theory is, I wonder if disco, because disco was almost, was like a kind of like one of the first really like music genres where like kind of like there was like a sexual like liberation almost. Yeah. So I wonder if quaaludes influenced that or if disco influenced like people just banging on quaaludes. See, that just disturbs me even worse that it influenced the sexuality and stuff like that. So th- there was a bunch of people taking quaaludes and going to these juice bars yeah. that were probably 18 and up kind of deals. Yeah. So it's like, point. I don't know. That just but makes me uncomfortable because there's probably like 30, 40 year olds going there with quaaludes and yeah. like creeping on younger people. I yeah. guarantee it happened. I And like, I guarantee people were supplying people with drugs as we found out that quaaludes were used to kind of dose people a little bit. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Like, quaaludes were kind of a date rape drug. Yeah, we could talk about that actually. Now. Well, well, no, we can keep talking about the disco, but I just think it, it's it, it, like it just creeps me out. There, I just remember this the uh, this bar in Bend where I went to like maybe twice because it just like it was so off putting every time I went because they allowed eighteen and up or, or or all ages or whatever up until ten o'clock. That's super weird. By 10 o'clock, people are, like, getting wasted. I think it was all ages until 10. It was, like, wow. very fucking weird. It was really uncomfortable to be in there trying to get a beer, and there's, like, 16-year-olds. Yeah, that sounds like, fucking it's, horrible, It's dude. like, who is this for? Only creeps. Yeah, that's super sus. That would be in, in Bend at all yeah. places, for sure. And it was, like, it was like advertised as a club. And that's it had, disgusting. like, they had music and shit. That's horrible. What what place was it? Just reminds me of, like, that. Ju- it reminds me of the juice bar. Kind of mm, yeah, that that is a sus vibe for sure. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what bar was this? If you don't mind saying, I think or it I can beep it out. JC's or something. Really? Well, no that shit. that bar that's like downtown. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of bars downtown. Is it the one on Franklin? I don't know. Okay, well, if it is JC's, that sucks. If it's not, then fucking sorry, JC's. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny that I'm bitching about this because my girlfriend got her fake ID taken there. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, dude. Because we went there, like, after, you wow. know, they kicked the miners out. And she got her fake ID took. That's I funny. was 21. At least they were in She was that. 14. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, wow. That's obviously a joke. That's a joke, obviously. people. <laughs> a joke. She's, like, six months younger than me. Oh, uh, they <laughs> thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. And I was like, Jesus like, Christ. Six years younger than me. I thought you were going to say, actually, she's 16. I was like, God <laughs> damn, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, actually, that's not the worst thing I've ever heard because Bill Cosby apparently used uh, quaaludes to uh, rape a lot of yep. people. In 2005, he admitted that quaaludes were what he would give to people to sexually attack them. Yep. Yeah, it was really fucked up. Oh, it turns out not only all cops are Bill, but Bill is Bill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah, dude. Fuck that guy, dude. Yeah. And he even admitted, yeah. I mean, like you just said, he admitted to it. And then what's crazy is he's still, like, he's he's not even in prison anymore, right? Like, didn't he get out of prison? Or is he in prison know. right now? I, I, don't, can't I don't I don't know anything Bill about Cosby, Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all I know is fucking Bill's a bitch-ass Bill, dude. So. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. what's also crazy about that is uh, Holly Madison came out and said that. So Holly Madison is Hugh, was Hugh Hefner's girlfriend, I guess, for a while. And uh, so she said that Hugh Hefner often offered quaaludes to people and referred to them as thigh openers. 
which was oh a popular my term. Fucking yeah, God, it was a popular so term. Bad. Yeah, I guess it was just like a super popular term in the seventies. Like people were like referred to them as thigh openers, which is fucking horrible. So fucked up, <sighs> dude. Yeah. So one more. Speaking of another negative thing, Roman Polanski raped a thirteen-year-old girl after giving her quaaludes in 1977, which. I don't know if anyone of you listeners remember us talking about Roman Polanski uh, when we were talking about Charles Manson. Uh, his wife is the one that got murdered. Uh, was, was it Sharon fucking what? what Sharon was Tate. But, yeah, Sharon Tate. So he was uh, a music producer. Guy. Uh, yeah. Music exec kind of guy, right? I think he was a director, actually. I think he was like oh. in the film industry. Uh, <laughs> or here, no, what? it was his wife, I think, that was the music. Yeah, mo- I mogul. think... Fuck. All right, we're just going to look this up because I don't yeah, want to yeah, fuck yeah. this up. Because that's why uh, Charles Manson sent them to the house was to kill them because he didn't get his music contract or some shit. Yeah, it says he's a French director, uh, producer, screenwriter, and actor. So he was not involved in music. But let's see what Sharon... So, t- I think Sharon so, t- was an actor. Yeah, she's so an actor. She or He didn't get canceled because his wife got murdered? Uh, Why would he get canceled if his wife got murdered? No, he didn't get canceled because if his wife got murdered, people had sympathy because his wife got murdered, but he fucking raped a 13-year-old. That's but that was like, like seven years later because when his wife got murdered, that was in like 1970 Oh, it was after the yeah, wife thing? Yeah, because oh. the Charles Manson murder thing was in like 1970 or like 71 or something like that. Uh, this was in 77. So I don't... I, he, I think he fled to a different country and is still like technically a fugitive. Really? If he's even alive. Like, I, I read that somewhere, but I don't even know if he's still alive. I think I think he is. I'm not 100% certain. But so we're just let's, slandering uh, this man. No, dude's still alive. <laughs> uh, he's 89 years old, apparently. And I uh, believe he's a uh, fugitive. Let me look. Let me just type type in this and let's uh, we'll give a little... Uh, fugitive. Let's see. It says he uh, traveled to France in 1978 ahead of being sentenced after pleading guilty to unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor. Testimony by a former prosecutor in the case was given in 2010, but has been kept sealed by the U.S. courts until now. Oh, this was in July 18, 2022. So this is recent. So let's see. Wait, so he was federally indicted? I don't know. I'm trying to read this, but my phone's being wacko tobacco, dude. Oh, here we go. Um... I don't know. It just says that the case is being, uh, the transcript is being unsealed. Hmm. So, uh, I, I guess there's no new information on it. I'm, I'm not sure. It doesn't say any, like, new. It says, after serving 42 days in prison, Polanski got on a flight to London and fled the country right before his final sentencing. How does which that was in 78. Work? Did he bail out and then fucking Yeah, flee? probably. So, this uh. was in 78. And then... Yeah, it doesn't really say anything else besides that. Like, I don't know. I don't think... I think they're reopening the case, like, now. And I guess they're trying to do something about it. I'm not sure. It said the girl uh, testified in 2017. uh, She was in court about it, so... Which led to them... Wait, this is, like, recent? Yeah. How did he get quaaludes? What? No, he raped a girl in 1977. I said that like oh, six times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but she just testified again. Yeah, well, because they. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I'm. The information is not really there. It's like just a bunch of shit that I'm reading yeah. that's like not really giving me answers. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. So he raped this girl in 77, and then before his sentencing, he fled the country, and then now they're like, and the case just kind of got put away, I guess. And then now this girl is like trying to like 
have them reopen the case or somebody's trying to have them reopen the case. And this girl testified in 2017 about it. And uh, now they're like trying to reopen it. But it's crazy because he's fucking 89 years old. So it's like, what are they going to do? Put him in jail for like a year before he dies? Well, that's the th- same thing that's going on with like Trump is people are like, oh, what are you going to do? He's old as fuck. Just put him but in prison. He's yeah, not, absolutely. Yeah. If I don't they know. did a fucked they should up crime. Still put him, yeah, I agree. Yeah. They still should he, put him in prison, but. Just put him down, dude. Like, but it's it's dog. weird that they waited this long. Is my is my thing is like, why did they wait until now to like reopen this? You know, like yeah. if he did that, fucking, that was like almost that's like forty fucking five years ago, dude. Like, well, I can imagine maybe it's the victim probably complaining, being like, uh, well, no, not complaining, but uh, I know be, what you mean. Yeah. Well, no, being like uh, the 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 person who did this to me has never faced any consequences, which is completely yeah. fucking valid. Like, no, that's a good point. That yeah, guy should sure. just go to prison. And I don't give a fuck how old you are. If you like rape no, someone or do like a horrendous crime like that, yeah, you should go to jail. You yeah, to I can. I completely agree with you. I just, no matter I'm, what the fuck age you are, you're 110. Who gives a shit? You do something fucked up. Well, you're gonna spend the next what, however long you have left in jail. Right. No, I completely agree with you. I'm just confused on like why, like how was he able to go to France and they weren't able to like extradite him? You know, like. Yeah, I'm sure France has extradition laws with the yeah, US too. That's what that's what's confusing know. about it. So I don't know. Anyway, fuck that guy. Speculation. Fuck that guy, dude. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, whatever, dude. But fucking pretty crazy that like so many of these uh that Quail I had no idea that Quaaludes were even related to like you know, raping and like being a date rape drug. It's uh I've learned a lot about researching this and it's really fucked up. Yeah. Like, I always thought Quaaludes were just, like, a nice, like, fun, like, happy drug because that's how it was always portrayed. But then you actually start doing a deep dive on it and you're like, oh, shit. A lot of people use them to be creepy and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Really fucked up. So, um, RIP to anyone that uh, has had to be a victim of that. Well, not RIP. <laughs> if, if, you, if you are dead, RIP. If you're not dead, I feel I feel for you. Someone's eaten 8,000 milligrams. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has done that and actually like died. Yeah. I haven't looked it up. But. Definitely. I, I, I guess we didn't talk about what the overdose is at all. No, you said it. You said 8,000 well, milligrams. Well, 8,000 milligrams. But what what happens when you overdose on quaaludes? Oh, um, yeah. We didn't really talk about that. Is a, a nervous system shutdown with like a coma and ultimately death. So I think you're you're you'll start like vomiting and go into like hypertension and convulsing and then have kidney failure which can lead to yeah it's bad it's all bad respiratory (laughs) 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 that's not good i wonder if mr mackey was on quaaludes (laughs) careful careful with your quaaludes out there yeah true for sure all the quaaludes running around the streets i found a cool name for them oh yeah what was that Quack. Quack. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> just going to think about just getting <laughs> fucked up on Quaaludes and walking around. Quack. Just biting yeah. people in the butt. <laughs> Thinking you have a beak. Quack, quack. Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of creeps doing that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking at the, at at all the, the juice, juice bars. bars. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked oh, up. That's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So, mm-hmm. totally. well, let's get on a more positive note. Uh, let's talk about fucking Jordan Belfort and uh, his crazy experience with the Quaaludes. I would uh, say he's one of the only reasons why most people remember Quaaludes. 
I yeah, I, I dude, I didn't even know what quaaludes were until I saw the Wolf of Wall Street. Right, same. same. For a lot of people, I feel like it's that way. Well, but I was also like fifteen well, our age. when that yeah. came Definitely out. Definitely so. our age. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. Because like our parents and stuff, and their parents have definitely. They know about them. Right. Yeah. I should have asked my parents about if they'd done Quaaludes. My mom said that she had heard (laughs) stories growing up. She was born in 76, so it kind of makes sense that she would have been too young to really fuck around with them. So if she was born in 76, yeah, because they were illegal in 1984. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because my my mom was born in the 50s, so freaking she would have been. Yeah. She probably probably could have gotten them prescribed legally. I thought you were going to say she was probably at a juice bar, but... Oh, no, my mom fucking grew up in the middle of nowhere, dude. There was definitely not juice bars out there, dude. (laughs) Really? There wasn't, like, a Jamba or anything? Nah, (laughs) Yeah, dude, she she was eating acai bowls, dude. (laughs) She was eating acai... (laughs) Acai sea bowls. (laughs) The old school way of eating ass. Oh, hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Just a little bit of oats. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... <laughs> eating oats out of ass. All right, never mind. Um, just joking about your mom eating ass. You can't ass. say never mind after that. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I hope my mom listens to this episode. <laughs> I hope she doesn't. Dude. <laughs> anyway, um, so Jordan Belford, dude, he would, dude. So that guy did a fuck ton of drugs. Like he would take, uh, he would take fucking quaaludes. A bunch of times every single day. The thing is, he, so we, we talked about earlier, he would wake up and take quaaludes at like 5 a.m. And then like would be sober by the time his wife would wake up. So he would do that and then he would go to work on Wall Street and do all of his fucking, all the shit. Because he said that he couldn't like do his job while on quaaludes because he would just be moving so slow. So yeah. he would like do cocaine before he'd go to work and then like get, you know, like fucking a bunch of energy, like do the fucking stocks and all that crazy shit, like, all the trading and whatever. And I don't know anything about stocks, so, like, I'm fucking talking out my ass right here. Stonks. Stonks. So, uh, yeah, he would, you know, do all of his shit, and then when he would take a break, he would fucking do quaaludes again, and then, like, like he would he would take quaaludes, fucking then, like, need more energy because he'd kind of get tired, so he'd do cocaine, and then he'd get anxiety, so then he would take a Xanax, and at one point, like, he was doing 22 different drugs, like, at a time. Like, not, like, he said he might have a couple times done all of those in one day. But, like, within a few days of, of like, each other, like, he would do probably 22 different drugs. I want to know the list. What are uh, the yeah. 22? He didn't list. He didn't make a list, dude. But uh, this is this is what he said. Uh, this is a quote from Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, so who knows if this is true, but he came out and said that actually all the shit that happened in Wolf Wall Street was actually a downplayed version uh, because some of the shit that actually happened was like just too much. Didn't at one point he like flew his helicopter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On Quaaludes? Yeah, dude. Up? He flew his helicopter home and landed in his backyard because he lived uh, it, off the Gold Coast in Long Island. And that, apparently that is like the most expensive real estate in the world. Like I looked up some of the houses out there and they're fucking ginormous mansions. It's insane how fucking big these houses are. Weird. Yeah. So uh, this quote was. Uh, Couldn't he, imagine being that broke. He <laughs> <laughs> would take quaaludes 10 to 15 times a day. Adderall to stay focused. Xanax to take the edge off. Weed to mellow them out. 
uh, cocaine to wake him back up and morphine Damn, he was because a it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Morphine because it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking legend. I know that is so cool. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, so he would. I, I guess he smoked weed a little bit. So you know, could you it imagine? Was, do it you, at that point. It's like sobriety must feel so fucking weird if you're doing downers sedatives. And being like, okay, now I'm too far down. To, now I got to go back up. Yeah. Doing cocaine. It just doesn't make sense. Why are you going one way to go the other? Yeah. Try, he's like, I'm trying to even out. But it's like, just be this is even then. full Nothing. on addiction, dude. It's just full on addiction. You're just trying to be fucked up, but also not too fucked up. And he would always get too fucked up and try to reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> Flip it and reverse it, dude. <laughs> yeah. It, it was funny watching the, the Vice thing where it's like, oh, this is a like shows you how much drugs you've done in your life or whatever like oh, it, yeah. as a mass quantity or whatever dude if they uh, show that uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah dude that was insane so another crazy thing so we kind of talked about the helicopter thing he ended up crashing his yacht he bought this huge like i think 165 foot yacht and they were driving they're in the mediterranean i think they're in like italy or something or like south france or whatever but he was like I have to go to um, Monaco to then fly to Switzerland because his banks were, like, going to get frozen or something. And so he uh, freaking went to— Oh, no, I don't remember what happened with the bank thing, but I think someone that their name was on the bank uh, thing for him was, like, stealing his money or something. I don't remember, but he had to go to Switzerland. And so anyway, they're like, all right, we're taking the yacht. We're going to fucking Monaco. And then fucking get on the yacht, and all of a sudden there's, like, crazy massive storm— and they get stuck in the storm and they're like fucking holding on for dear life just trying to get through all these crazy waves that are like just destroying this yacht. And at one, at one point he's like, get the fucking lewds. Like, I will not die sober. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they fucking take a bunch of lewds and they fucking, the yacht gets fucking destroyed by a wave. And then they have to freaking get saved by uh Coast Guard. Jesus. And uh, yeah, dude, fucking nuts. And so... Crazy, crazy, crazy experience, probably. That's amazing. Yeah. But what's funny, I forgot to mention this earlier, actually, is the uh, the lemons, the 714 Quaaludes. The, what, at the time when he was buying the Quaaludes, which was in 94, which was like long after they stopped, which is 10 years after they you know were made illegal, they were $3,000 a pill. What? Yeah. That's just because how rare they were. Like, at that point, like, nobody... It was hard to find the fucking legendary 714 lemons at that point. And he and, was buying them? Dude, the dude was making a fuck ton of money, dude. He was making more money than he knew what to do with. But so. could you imagine being his fucking lewd dealer? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what's funny is when he first got into lewds is he was buying them from dealers because you couldn't get them, like, you couldn't get them at the, uh, at the pharmacies and stuff because they were already illegal. So by the time yeah. he was actually, like fucking fully into the lewds like he was already he was buying them illegally from people dang imagine finding an old bottle of them dude yeah that would be fucking so sick well that's what my buddy said he did uh is they his buddy had an old bottle of them or something and they fucking did some lewds you hear that go to your grandma's house (laughs) (laughs) true so real quick i'll I'll wrap up with the culture but i i want to talk about this and this is actually like a pretty crazy thing uh south africa dude they shout out south africa because i feel like we've talked about them so much in all the episodes about like people just doing drugs like fucking uh yeah chank lean (laughs) fucking just (laughs) just killing it on the drug drug, (laughs) fucking front 
So yeah. they're uh, not necessarily super, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's super popular in South Africa. And especially the brand, uh, well, it's not really Mandrax anymore because they don't make Quaaludes anymore. But it's uh, it's the same combination, which is the 250 milligrams of methquilone and 25 milligrams of uh, different hydramine. So these are illegally made by people. And a lot of it comes from China as well, because apparently uh, abalone is uh, super popular in China. And so people will come from China to trade or like the the chemicals to make quaaludes or just just quaaludes and uh we'll trade that for like abalone and so the hell is abalone is that like bologna but for south africans is it made out of baboons it sounds like fucking no it's like a bamboo bologna no it's like uh i don't know it's like a it's in the sea let's let's (laughs) it's abalone Abalone. (laughs) what what's the sea the cunt it's a sm- <laughs> it's a it's a type of mollusk, but oh, so it's apparently- like some kind of STD. <laughs> no, I did. It's a fucking it's it's a abalone like marine snails. Apparently, is what it says. So, but they're super popular in China. I guess people eat them a lot. They're like it's like a delicacy there. Okay. So, but because they gr- they're like super common in South Africa, and people actually like poach them a lot. So, because uh, I think it's illegal to to catch abalone in certain areas of South Africa or all of South Africa. Not really sure. But regardless, they would, uh, you know, trade that for quaaludes or the stuff to make quaaludes. And so what the why it's so popular in South Africa is because, I guess not why, but it's just the way that they use it is like a very specific way and like not really like the ideal way to use quaaludes. So what they would do is they would smoke well, it out of a pipe. What's up? Not Quaaludes. Because <clears throat> the Quaalude <clears throat> was the brand. That's a good point. So they, they would use methoqualine. Well, so yeah. now we'll we'll consider this meth just methoqualine. Yeah. So they were doing meth, so <laughs> So what what they would do they is doing they would meth quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> so they would smoke it out of a pipe called a white pipe. Uh and so it's a glass bottle that's broken off at the end. So they would just break it off at the neck. And they would stuff a cotton filter in there, and then they would cover the cotton filter with tobacco and low-grade cannabis. And then, so they would take a pill, and, like, because it would still, for some reason, they, even though that they were illegally making methoquilone, they would still press it into a pill, even though they're just going to smoke it anyways. The pills kind of look like ecstasy, too. Yeah, exactly. So they would take these little pills, and they would, like, put paper around them, and then they would just chew it. So where it would like break break up the pill and everything into yeah. the paper, and then they would you know put it into the pipe, and they would smoke it. And what's crazy about this way of consuming methoquilone is that they it would immediately because when you smoke you smoke something versus like you know orally ingesting it, you get wicked fucked up super fast. And so these people would fucking smoke it out of the pipe and then pretty much pass out almost immediately. Like a lot of times people would just like, hit the ground after doing it or like fall over for like. A few minutes, like maybe five, ten minutes, whatever, or maybe not be passed out for five or ten minutes, but like they would be passed out for a, a little, like short minute too, and then they would just wake up and just keep smoking it and stuff. And but like I guess it was the it's the first time you smoke it is when you kind of get like all like passed out and stuff. But then after you would wake up, you'd be you could just smoke it a bunch more times and then just be fucking fucked up. So it's just like impossible to. Dodge the sleep. When yeah, it's, uh, I, dude, I watched a video of some dude hitting it and then just 
falling forward and like smashing his nose on the ground and like start bleeding and shit. And like you were like an addict like that, you would know not to do it standing up. What's funny is (laughs) exactly, and what's funny is like nobody even. Well, it's kind of not funny. Nobody like everyone saw this dude falling forward and no one went to catch him. him, Like (laughs) and uh, yeah, so yeah, that is pretty funny actually. (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's kind of fucked up too. But yeah, so like most of the videos I saw of people smoking methoquilone in South Africa were like, they would smoke it and then just fall over. <laughs> it's so funny. So, but what's crazy about this is Maybe it's that's super, part of the fun. It's the fall over. Oh, totally. No, they say people like, it's funny because a lot of people just like stand there and smoke it and then just like fall asleep standing there and don't actually like, <laughs> like fall down. They didn't, they, like a lot of people don't fall down. They just fall asleep standing and it's kinda, just like that for like a little while. It, it sounds very similar to like heroin in the United yeah. States. Yeah, totally. That's how yeah. people, uh, but, but, but it's really funny to think about how Jordan Belfort was like, yeah, there's like four stages to quaaludes. <laughs> and yeah. in South Africa, they're like, they're, yeah, there's stages to smoking quaaludes as well. Stage one, fall on your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, dude. That's funny. It's a, so, it's a nose breaker stage. Yeah, true, true, true. So what's funny about, uh, well, it's kind of not funny. It's actually highly addictive this way because yeah. of the short duration. So it only lasts for like maybe 10, 15 minutes the most, like when really? you're smoking it. Yeah, it's like super short duration. So you like smoke it, pass out, whatever you wake up and you're almost sober again. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, and then you just keep smoking it. And so a lot of people get like highly addicted to it. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's one dude that I saw in an interview. He's fucking been doing, he's been smoking methoquilone for 28 years. Hell yeah. Damn. Yeah, he was fucking, yeah, super legend. Wait, was that the guy from YouTube that we played at the intro of the pod? No, this is somebody (laughs) from South Africa. (laughs) (laughs) That guy fucking rules, dude. (laughs) So what's also interesting about why it's so popular in South Africa is uh, kind of a place you can find it. uh, Yeah, well, well, it's not really the only place you can find it, but it's just like it's the most popular place probably in the world right now for... uh, for methquelon and so this dude so i don't know if anyone has heard about project coast but it was a uh it was a chemical and biological warfare program started by the south african government and the dude who was head of like the head of the of the program was called uh wouter basson and he basically he was just the head of this program and weaponized street drugs uh like MDMA and uh, LSD and Mandrax, methquelone. He put and... tiny guns in them. <laughs> yeah, he fucking gave them <laughs> weaponized. A bunch of guns. Yeah, dude. He... <laughs> <laughs> no, so his idea was so. So during this time, there was the uh, apartheid, uh, like uh, government. So they were like, um, like sectioning off like different races and stuff like that, and just doing like really fucked up things to like black people. And because it was like in South Africa, there's a lot of white people and there's a lot of black people. There's a lot of different, you know, cultures and stuff. But at this time, uh, it was a like white uh, government and they were like just being fucking dickheads. And so then like the the late 70s, there was a lot of like uprising and a lot of like protests and riots and stuff. And so Wouter Bassan came up with the idea of trying to weaponize these drugs to for like crowd control and stuff and to like so if there was like a crazy uprising then they would just be able to like fucking stop stop them immediately and so Mm uh when he got the lab when he got caught or when 
uh, they cracked down on him or whatever because there was a new, I think this was when Nelson Mandela became president. Uh, they put him on trial in 99 and uh, they they found in this lab enough of the pre-products. What, what, is, the, what is it called when it's like, uh, when it's before like so it's made precursor. into, yeah, the precursor like chemicals and stuff. They found enough to make 3.5 million pills of, of quaaludes. Damn. Yeah. And so apparently, and he's even said, and he came out and said this, but a lot of people are skeptical on like how it would even work because to weaponize, like to, to you can't really like just drop a bunch of smoke in the, from like the air on a crowd of people of it being like uh, methoquilone and it actually I'm sure working. there's a way to make it into almost a gas or, a, or like a liquid spray, kind of spray it on people. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't something. think about that. But yeah. I did read that and saw this in interviews and stuff that uh, they found like that he was specifically making them into pills. So it's like <laughs> it's interesting that like how would they expect people to. Well, you know, maybe the weaponization was more a, a, a way that people speculate about the CIA with cocaine. And crack is, or even just yeah, heroin and hippies. So there's <laughs> yeah, there is this theory, yeah. there is this theory actually. So that they, uh, that the idea of why they made it into pills and uh and everything like that is to make the community like do it to themselves essentially, which yeah. is essentially what's happening now is like everyone there is fucking smoking methquelone, and so in a lot of the well, it's what's happening now in the United States with a bunch of shit. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. It's always and happening. So, yeah, and Let so a the lot of the theory kill themselves. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the theory is that like he was doing this, you know, kind of playing long game with it rather than actually using it for crowd control and stuff. Right, it's kind of like a long game crowd control, and I guess I mean it's a larger picture crowd control because if you right. just distribute these drugs that are gonna fucking like numb people to at a point where they can't uprise, then uh, yep. there you go. There is no crowd. Yeah, exactly. And so it was crazy. a smaller one at least. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and definitely a lot slower moving. <laughs> right, yeah. No, they're not going to be even paying attention to what you're doing. They're going to be yeah, fucking high on lewds. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be looting out. Yeah. What's crazy about this dude is they nicknamed him Dr. Death because he was responsible <laughs> for murdering fucking tons of people. Uh, so there was the... Uh, so in this program, the, the Coast uh, Project Coast, they bred... Uh, the government bred super wolf guard dogs. They kept black mambas to poison political opponents. Oh my god! And planned to administer anti-fertility drugs to black women under the disguise of a vaccine. So they're super villains. Yeah, for sure, dude. They're fucking gnarly super villains. They need to well, be stopped by the Avengers. They did. They did sterilize people through vaccines. That is a fact. There was no plan to do it. They did it. Right, but this specific thing of using like, uh, well, yeah, I guess I don't know. All I read is that there was a plot to do it. I don't know if they actually oh, have they did proof. It. Because, well, the they thing with Project proof. Coast is they fucking destroyed Not with all Coast. the... I don't know. Well, I, I'm I, just I saying in that. this particular thing, they destroyed a ton of the evidence of all this stuff. So it's mm. a lot of speculation of what actually did or didn't happen because right. so much of the evidence got destroyed. Well, if you look into it, the, uh, a lot of the reason... Or one of the reasons that kind of fuels anti-vaxxers kind of way of thinking is that the fact that it uh, one of the AIDS vaccines that got released in Africa 
they were sterilizing black women. Yeah, I was going to mention this as well. Yeah, so it, it, people are like, well, you can't trust vaccines because fucking these were, they, these were passed out by, I think, like Pfizer or something, like a giant corporation. Yeah. And they had chemicals specifically in there to sterilize people. Exactly, yeah. It, and what's crazy about this whole situation with this guy is that he didn't even get, like they put him in, on trial and everything and he ended up getting acquitted on every single charge. Like he never fucking actually got in trouble for any of this. It's insane. Cool. Yeah, and there was actually a lot of people uh, testified that were in the government, like, project. They testified against him, saying that he killed hundreds of people and would— so these, like, SWAPO um, prisoners, which was, like, the Southwest African political organization or something like that, uh, they were, like, the anti-apartheid people. And so he would take—he would, like, imprison these soldiers and then fucking kill them, like— like, give them a bunch of fucking drugs or poison or whatever. And then they would take them three at a time and fly them in a helicopter over the Atlantic Ocean and just fucking drop them out of the helicopter at, like, 12,000 feet or whatever and just let them, like, go into the ocean. Damn. Yeah, fucking nuts, I mean, dude. do a flip, you know? Don't Have fun God. with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's fucked up, dude. <laughs> Do a flip. <laughs> Literally be at the bottom. Oh like, my god. On just some island seeing someone get pushed out of a plane. Do a that's flip. so fucked up, dude. But yeah, that's all I that's, I mean, there's so much to talk about with culture with Quaaludes and stuff, but we'll we'll kind of stop it there. I just figured, you know, talk about conspiracies for a little bit. Because why not? It's funny that you're the one talking about conspiracies this time. I know. I brought this up to you. I was like, you I was like, you know what Project Coast is, and you're like, no. And I was like, how the Fuck, do you not know what Project Coast is? You're the conspiracy guy. <laughs> My brain is uh, toast <laughs> this <Yeah>. week. <laughs> True. I think it was from being sick. I literally cannot turn Yeah, that's a good on. point. But, yeah. Jaffiel, Jaffiel. But anyway, dude, freaking... Let's learn about some science from fucking Hakeem, dude. Some science in the science corner with Hakeem. <laughs> Hakeem the Hakeem guy. Hakeem. <laughs> Hakeem the Hawk guy. Yeah. You should fucking carry around hawks, dude. Dude, I got to see a hawk yesterday, and my girlfriend held an owl. A great horned owl. Damn, was it horned up, dude? (laughs) Yeah, was it horned up? She she (laughs) fucking got me horned up. (laughs) Their feathers are so cool. There was a a tiny hawk. There was a falcon. There was a a turkey vulture. A tiny hawk. Great. Was Was there a Mike hawk there? (laughs) Mike (laughs) hawk. I walked in. I was like, oh, this is a cool hawk, but is Mike hawk here? (laughs) (laughs) The great horned owl was cool as shit, though. Do you know they have three eyelids? Wait, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? They have a sideways one like a snake. That you Why? That when, for to get bitches, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yo. No, it's like it's sense. like people are like, oh, you want to see my third leg? Owls are like, you want to see my third eyelid? Hell well, yeah, dude. What is actually cool about them is that them and other birds and other animals actually can shut off. They can sleep with half their brain. Uh, oh, so they dope. can stay awake halfway. And they do this by closing one eye. So like... It, it's for being able to, you know, like be aware of their surroundings. But essentially, like whales and dolphins, all sorts of things do it too, where they mm. sleep half the brain while they're still awake. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe that's why I'm so slow. You wish you could do it. <laughs> no, I Maybe think that, I, I think I'm fully doing it. Maybe that's what you were doing the other night <laughs> in your roommate's room. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, me sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny, dude. You're a fucking. You're a great horned owl, dude. You're Turns out, great owl. horned owls, their biggest predators are foxes. 
Oh, wait, I thought, I thought they were big. Hot. Wait, really? Yeah. Damn. Fuck it. Let's turn this podcast into an animal podcast. Let's just <laughs> talk about owls. <laughs> dude, I love sea otters, dude. I would fucking love to be a sea otter. Just chilling, just cracking fucking oysters all day, dude. <laughs> that would Clams. be I, I Did I tell you about the time I was swimming out in California? It was, first of all, I it was like 100 degrees out. I was in Santa Cruz. And I was like, okay, the ocean looks so dope. So I ran straight to it and freaking jumped in. <laughs> thinking it was going to be warm. That shit's yeah, cold pac- as fuck. The Pacific Ocean is freezing, <laughs> even in the south, dude. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, yeah. And then I was swimming out there by the dock. And all of a sudden, some sea otters came up, and then we were swimming next to me. It was really cool. Hell yeah. That's sick as fuck, dude. Is this also the same trip where you guys drove, like, an hour in the wrong direction? Different trip, I think. Wait, damn. No, it definitely was a different trip. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, uh, that's pretty cool. Fucking sea otters, dope. Ha! Keen! Huh. Yeah, Hakeem. Sorry, we Hakeem derailed you. Oh, you're cool. It's okay. I'm about to do it again. <laughs> this is actually going to probably be a lot like Hamilton's Pharmacopia. Um, we should speed this up because it's going to be quick anyway. Oh, um, fine. Weirdly enough, there is not a lot of... Actually, it's probably not that weird. Do you talk faster? Yeah. Um, <laughs> speed it up. So <laughs> you're going to talk like an auctioneer. <laughs> All right, so the pharmacopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna laugh. Um, I think is a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're like we should speed this up. <laughs> Just take it way fucking long. <laughs> oh no, no, I mean like the reason that I there's not gonna be a lot to say about this drug. Gotcha. Uh, pharmacologically, because essentially, um. Uh, we mentioned earlier it's not a benzodiazepine, it's not a barbiturate. However, it's still a sedative as well as a hypnotic. So it calms you down and it does all that weird shit after you've been calmed down, right? Um, it's, uh, I would hope at this point, any of our listeners who are consistently listening might know how it affects the brain. I'm going to give you guys a big guess. How do you... Funnily... <laughs> what neurotransmitter it t- is it affecting? It tickles it. Oh, no, uh, your mu opioid no. receptor? Maybe? No, no, no. Your mm, ser- oh, it affects GABA. I forgot about this, right? Yes. Yes. Your, okay, so that's the your thing. Your pineal is- gland. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it opens gland? your third <laughs> eye, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. It sure does. It opens a few different eyes. <laughs> your third um, eye is in your butthole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had to make sure you got it, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Butthole Man. Yeah. Mr. Half Brain. So how does it affect GABA? Bird brain. Uh, it is an agonist of GABA, so it attaches and it helps, you know, GABA release. Um, and essentially that creates that inhibitory effect in your nervous system. So neurons kind of slowing down, not communicating with each other as much. And you get that calming effect and that, that relaxation or potentially anti-anxiety effect or whatever. Um, but... Uh, the thing is, is that as soon as people start to do it recreationally, it doesn't seem like it's just this sedative drug. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's like Xanax or phenobarbital or whatever, like the common benzos and barbiturates that we know of. And it's not even like alcohol. It seems like it's like its own drug. And interestingly, like uh, when it comes down to pharmacology, there's not a whole lot to show why that could be. Um, it affects very similar receptor sites as the benzos and the barbiturates do however it doesn't it was speculated that it would affect benzodiazepine receptor sites but it doesn't um so it just attaches to gaba uh as far as we know right now 
But I mean, that's what the reason I said this would be short is that a lot of the papers when you go to like look into the literature for Beth Quaylon, uh are like before the 90s. And after that, it's hard to find research that's not just a review paper on old papers. Like it's it, it's almost impossible to find like common, uh, uh, what, what would you say, like uh, modern research right now with it. Um, Speaking on that, the, the fact that there's very little research because it's just old. Uh, Something that I can only speculate about, but so it's similar to benzodiazepines in effect. Um, but benzodiazepines, as we know, are one of the things that can kill you if you just stop taking them. So obviously, this is not like that in my eyes. Uh, I, I, I don't think because well, they just stopped producing it. So if they just stopped doing that, a bunch of people would have died. Well, but if you were buying them off from your pharmacy, if you were buying them from your doctor, your doctor would have put you onto a benzo to get you off of it. 100%. Oh, no one would have just point. stopped doing it just because the pharmacy stopped selling it to them. Well, because right. we've talked about that the the three things that can kill you are uh, like Xanax, like uh, benzos, barbiturates, and alcohol. Yeah. So it's weird. These almost seem safer addiction wise. I think it's that we let we know less about them. I think that they okay. are actually more addictive. Well, yeah, it's more and, addictive, but I'm saying it's safer to stop them. I don't know, though. I mean, benzos. because the thing is, is the reason that benzos and barbiturates and uh, alcohol are fatal when withdrawing after you've been doing them for a long time is that the constant stimulation of GABA, so the inhibitory, you know, uh, inhibiting all the other neurons in the body constantly yeah. um, for, for years on end or days on it, whatever, uh, stopping that out of nowhere causes the body to produce too much electricity. So the, the neurons are sending off too much information in a sense. Um, they get kind of uh, spazzed out and that's what causes the seizure. And so then the seizure is what causes typically the death, right? If someone is seizing alone or, you know, they choke on themselves or something happens, right? The body just shuts down. Uh, I think that because they affect GABA similarly, they, they have to have caused death. From, from withdrawal. withdrawal, yeah. Okay, ah, but I just don't think I don't think that they were around long enough for people to put them into the same category as, like, when we think of benzos, barbiturates, and alcohol, we call it like the three like that because they are the drugs that are around, around, and yeah. available. Yeah. yeah, I mean that makes sense because like you don't even hear about people going to Quaalude rehab, even though you know no. that had to have been a thing. It was definitely a thing, but yeah. it's not something we know about or we even talk about. Like I haven't even hmm. met someone in my family who's talked about being addicted to quaaludes but yet you can meet anyone in your family who is addicted to at least alcohol or you know something or benzos yeah yeah like you can meet someone in your family probably who's fucked with those three but not quaaludes right yeah for being such a legendary drug it's like i really don't know anyone who's done quaaludes right besides one that one person i mentioned yeah i mean so you do well, because so that's what's weird well, to think of one. is that they were like, <laughs> they were probably one of the shorter drugs other than the weird research chemicals that have come out in the past 20 years and then gone away within a few years of being out. They're probably one of the only ones out there that became so damn popular and then is essentially non-existent unless you're in certain areas of the world. It is weird that yeah. it's a, in its own classification, it's not a benzo, it's not a barbiturate, even though it has similar effects to both of those in ways. Yeah, it's a quinazoline. A quinazoline. <laughs> and I wonder, did you find out if there are any other quinazoline drugs on the market? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there's also uh, derivatives of 
um, methaquinolone, like mebraquinolone and a few other ones that they had tried to make. Mm. Um, you know, being like similar but not having the same stuff. But yeah, I guess there were some other approved ones that had this similar structure. Um, Prazosin, hydrochloride, doxazozine. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know how to say that. Hell yeah. Um, essentially, quinazoline is just an organic compound that um, is soluble in water, and you can um, create tons of different drugs from it. Oh, <laughs> where's it? Where's it come from? Where, where does it originate? Yeah. I don't know. The sunflower. Mm. Quinoline. Probably sunflowers. That's my guess. Why? Why? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. It just sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I agree so, with Raven, yeah, so actually. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's organic. Uh, I do have a question. So we didn't really mention it earlier, or we might have mentioned it earlier, but, like, the fact that it doesn't give you a hangover at all, like, you just, like, when you're on Quaaludes and then all of a sudden, like, you're just sober again, like, it doesn't give you any, like, negative feeling afterwards. Why would that be compared to, like, you know, MDMA and other things that are... uh that get you like wicked fucked up and then like you just feel like garbage the next day? Um, it's probably because it doesn't actually release a, the same like level of neurotransmitters. Like when you're taking MDMA, you're getting like this flooding in the brain of like dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, all this shit. And it's like releasing it constantly okay. for the time that you're on it. Same with right. meth. Meth is really fucked up for its come down and its after effects because of how often it's stimulating glutamate. And they call it, essentially, it's excitotoxicity is when the glutamate receptors are being stimulated for too long. And glutamate, essentially, you could think of as like the opposite of GABA. So it's the stimulatory neuroto- like a neurotransmitter in the body. So when meth is constantly stimulating glutamate for the fucking 12 to 18 hours that you're on it, then the neurons start to actually die off, the neurons that were being stimulated. And yeah. so... Same kind of thing is happening with other types of drugs that I think when when they're causing such constant stimulation or whatever they're causing to a neuron, like they're attaching and they're hanging out there for so long. I think that's also part of why people feel pretty fried, they say, after LSD, is that LSD is one of the longer psychedelics. I don't feel that way. I feel fantastic after doing LSD. I've definitely well, done it and felt pretty fresh. Yeah, I'm going to say you must be different because like I had say most people I've met when they talk about LSD in comparison to other psychedelics like mushrooms or DMT or anything like that is that it's the only one that actually has a come down. And yeah, I mean at the end of the day like I might feel a little fried but I'll just go to bed and then I'll wake up the next day and feel fucking amazing for right. like two weeks on like and then I'll be like, oh, time to do it again. <laughs> yeah, but essentially what I'm getting at I think is mostly just the the methaquinolone and whatever some of these other drugs like that like even benzos don't really give you a come down it's more or less like i think they are such simple drugs the way they're affecting the brain compared to stuff like psychedelics or weird stimulants like mdma and meth mm. and stuff like that so sorry continue my bad oh, no uh, no i mean i'm pretty much done but also i would say that the drug that probably makes you feel the best euphoric wise is probably going to make you feel like the most shit after uh that's a good point um and that is pretty common with things like mdma and jankum right yeah (laughs) true so (laughs) does it not actually affect serotonin at all it it only affects gaba as far as i know yeah it's just a gaba releasing agent interesting because you would think that like it would probably have some effect of serotonin because of how like people talk about good it makes you feel yeah and just like how much euphoria you get from it you would think that it would somehow affect serotonin, which is why I was curious on that. Well, but, you know, interesting. It might. That's the other thing, right? Is that it hasn't. 
they're like what I was saying is it's oh. weird when you look into the pharmacology research of it is that there's not a lot yeah of research right on it so it's very possible that it would and like we've hmm. talked about with tons of other drugs that yeah like if a drug makes you feel pretty good it's likely releasing other neurotransmitters well that make you feel good not only yeah. that maybe it's like interacting with your GABA so you know your body feels good and everything and you're feeling relaxed well so that's and a then big that part of feels good to you so yeah. it's not the drug releasing the serotonin but you're naturally releasing the serotonin if you enjoy it yeah yeah that's well and we got to remember that even just the release of GABA if you're a somewhat anxious individual having something that gives you anxiety relief of any kind is potentially going to make you uh have a high ego and act kind of different and have like lowered inhibitions and potentially have a increased libido and have more ability to talk to that cute girl that you you know what I mean like that whole thing just due to the fact that it literally made you feel calmer and we see that with benzos all the time right they don't make people necessarily feel good but when people are on them they'll do all sorts of shit that seems like they're like feeling so good because essentially they're just finally feeling like normal or whatever or like they can finally be who they want to be or you know what I mean something like right. that right yeah it and, just lets you be more like just open and stuff yeah and that's part of what makes it more i'd say the most addictive is its gaba situation uh, okay. you know i mean that's part of what like benzos you could give benzos to someone who doesn't even realize that it's an addictive drug and you give it to them for 2 weeks and they take it for 2 weeks and they're like they're going to get addicted and they won't yeah. realize it and same huh. with nicotine honestly if you were to give someone nicotine in their food or something like that you know, for a few weeks, they would just get addicted to it and not realize it. Damn. Um, Interesting. Physical addictions are crazy like that, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm addicted as fuck to coffee and I didn't realize I was... Dude, I had been drinking coffee for like eight years straight or nine years straight. No, probably 10 years until I actually figured out fucking I was crazy addicted to it because I tried stopping for five days and thought I was going to (laughs) die. So... Well, didn't you get gnarly nosebleeds? After well, that was what made me coffee. No, that was what made me quit drinking coffee is because I was like going to the gym all the time and like just not really eating enough and like not drinking enough water and just getting like really dehydrated. And I was getting these crazy bloody noses. And I was like, huh, I wonder if it's because I'm drinking so much coffee. And uh, so I was like, well, maybe I'll just quit drinking coffee because it like it, it dehydrates you. And so I tried for like five days. I just stopped drinking coffee, just cold turkey. And like, mind you, I was drinking like four to like six cups of coffee a day, like a lot. And so I stopped cold turkey and then just freaking felt horrible. Like I felt like there was like a giant cloud over my head, just feeling awful. And I was like, I don't know why I feel like this, like, and didn't even relate it to the drinking coffee. Like I went to the doctor and I was like, I don't know why I feel like this. I feel fucked. Like, I don't know what's going on. They did blood tests. They did everything. They're like, dude, you feel, you look fine. Like you, it seems like you're fine. And, uh, then I, Started drinking coffee again, and I felt fantastic. Didn't they tell you to drink coffee? Yeah, because, well, I called them one day because I, I woke up and I was like, I'm feeling like what people describe withdrawals because I had never had withdrawals before because I'd never been addicted to anything. And so that I called them. Of, and, well, yeah, exactly. And so I called them and I was like, yo, like, I feel like I might have figured it out. And they were like, well, what? And I told them and they were like, oh, well, that probably makes sense. Like, drink a cup of coffee and see how you feel. And fucking within one sip, I was like, I feel fine. Oh my god. It was insane. And I was like, well, we should probably <laughs> do something so about this. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. So I, I started to try to like wean myself off coffee, realize that that was not the move and that I could not fucking function. You, you do. <laughs> it's so funny going to a coffee store with you because you do 
what I do at the bar with, <laughs> with coffee. So I'll get a shot and a beer. Yeah. Take the shot, yeah. drink the beer, you know? And yeah. you get a, a shot of espresso <laughs> and a coffee. Not, yeah. <laughs> not even like an Americano or whatever. You just put the espresso in the coffee. You'll get them separate. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because the the lady at that one place we went to was confused and was going to put like <laughs> the extra shot in my latte. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I want the espresso on the side. And you're then like, you're like I need that too. quick hit. Yeah. And then have I the- just did this this morning. I went to the coffee shop and I got a fucking <laughs> macchiato and I got a latte. Because the macchiato <laughs> is just like an espresso. It's a double espresso with just a little teeny bit of like uh, milk in it. Yeah. Like steamed milk. And so I got one of those. Fucking down that shit as soon as I got in the car. And then fucking got a, like a 16 ounce latte as well. And fucking smoked Jesus. that shit too. And so, then I just made another pot of coffee before this. So <laughs> so, so what, what we're talking about is that you are running out of money quickly based off your coffee addiction. So, I mean, it also fuels my, like, work ethic, too. So it's, it's what keeps me going and keeps my job. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to say is if you want to support this man's addiction, go to our Patreon. True, <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, giving us the, uh, as little as... What? Give us as, as little as $3 a month. And that is at least a half of your day of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That'll buy me almost... That'll buy me one espresso. Yeah. Plus tax. So. If you wanna get us if you wanna get Ryan an espresso, give us three dollars a month on Patreon. It's drinking out of cups uh Patreon uh, or patreon.com forward slash D O O C and we can keep zooming, you know? Keep rooming and zooming. Keep this True. gravy train aflowing, you know, as some might say. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it is Instagram. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, I don't know why you would, but it's, uh, you know, it's on YouTube. So. <laughs> yeah, is the uh, is the Beetlenut Patreon out yet? No, I've been waiting to release it. Oh, well, is it going to be out by the time this episode comes out? Mm, maybe. Depends if people scri- uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Good point. Yeah, yeah. subscribe and find out. If you want to see, uh, uh, there's actually several things kind of in the can for the Patreon, just kind of in sitting on those you know true so it's just uh you know go go over there if you go over there you'll see it so <laughs> shout out oh i also want to give a shout out to a couple uh music people that talk about quaaludes because i didn't say that earlier fucking uh, shout out david bowie yeah and time he, uh the song time on the record aladdin sane which is you know arguably one of the better david bowie records it's a great song yeah, it's on that. He mentions Quaaludes. He, uh, Keith Richards mentions uh, getting caught. He admitted to getting caught with Quaaludes in 1973. And so, before you say the last person, uh, let's just head out because they suck. I don't remember who the last person was. Who oh, was the last person? I thought you were going to say Frank Zappa because Frank Zappa talks. About oh, yeah, definitely. I was going to mention that actually earlier, really, but then I was like, <laughs> that, I was like maybe I, I shouldn't mention that's it. That's I was trying to cut you off. I was like, eh, we're not going to give a shout out to Frank Zappa. That <laughs> that's funny. I Also, I have to give a shout out to like, I. I have to assume since it was in the hippie culture uh, in the 60s and 70s. Dude, the Grateful Dead. There's got to be been someone in the Grateful Dead taking Quaaludes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Beep. laughs>